This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional help. If you or someone you know is facing difficulties, I advise you consult a psychologist. Hi everyone and welcome to Psych for Life with Dr. Amanda Ferguson. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferguson. Today I'm discussing micro-stress, how it builds and takes a massive toll on us. We all live in a background of stress known as VUCA times, which are volatility, uncertainty, complexity and ambiguity. We've still got COVID hanging around. We've got climate anxiety. We're connected 24-7 technically and more connected than ever before technically, while less connected than ever before physically. The tech algorithms in our devices are causing addictions. They're taking and draining our concentration. And those of us more attuned or sensitive to the general environment at sensing the threats, interracial strife, and picking up on stress even more acutely. We all suffer fatigue and burnout from work and life. And on top of all of this are our other work and life events. So recent research is explaining what's happening to us, and it's called micro-stress. And the researchers found that small stressors can build up over time, even snowball rapidly, and impact our work, personal lives, mental health and physical health. And it can happen to any of us. It's happening to all of us. So all these stresses accumulate and we have to make sure we don't go crazy with stress. But seriously, it is our mental health. Too much stress can cause even the most strong character to melt down into depression, wind up into anxiety, and even suffer what's known as hypomanic episodes, which are periods of overactivity, high energy behavior. So take a moment to think, are you a bit overwhelmed from stress? Are you constantly on the go? Are you a bit wound up and find it hard to wind down? This is probably a sign of micro stress. So what's the science? Well, academics in the US of A, Rob Cross and Karen Dillon, co-wrote The Micro-Stress Effect, How Little Things Pile Up and Create Big Problems and What You Can Do About It, published by Harvard Business Review Press in 2023. They say small difficult moments can zap our attention, our energy and impact our work performance and health. And they show how to deal with this and restore our well-being. I was recently interviewed with Rob Cross about this very topic, about his book, and the fascinating research that these two academics have conducted, and how timely it is that we become more conscious and protect ourselves from this micro-stress, which, as he said in our interview, the stressors are only going to become worse, and therefore our micro-stress is going to be something to be managed in the future increasingly. They interviewed 300 people from 30 global companies, and this was evenly split between men and women. And the research they did was between 2019, 2021. And many of these high performers were highly stressed, and most of them didn't seem to realize it. And the researchers say that they were familiar with stress and high performance, and this was completely different. And what they were hearing was very different, but the participants and the researchers were struggling to work out what they were dealing with. They were seeing something they really hadn't seen before, um, that people were really overwhelmed. And it was a relentless accumulation of small events that people didn't really notice. It was like passing moments. And this was drastically affecting their well-being. 
So the research is called the small pressures, micro stresses. And they say that the fact that these are little stressors, they're micros, belies the impact they have, the enormous toll that they take on us eventually. So the researchers distinguish between normal stress, what we consider to be stress, which is big, it's visible, and you can see it. It comes from an obvious factor, like a horrible boss, or your building's being renovated, um, or you're going through a divorce. So it's something obvious and it's big, a house move, for instance. Whereas they say that micro stress is really imperceptible and it's really hard to recognize and be aware of, and that it comes at us really quickly and that we're actually conditioned to be just dealing with it day by day these days, which makes it even worse. And they say that it's often triggered by people really closest to us, which makes it even harder to detect. So for me, an example is helping out a neighbor and that becoming a bit difficult, a child you might be helping homework with, uh, someone changing plans or appointments, people get sick, they can't deliver at work, and it throws out all our other plans or things that we've promised. And remember, screens are reducing our concentration, our ability to concentrate. So with that happening in the background constantly, we're less able to recognize these micro stresses. Remember that VUCA, that constant change is happening as well, that volatility, that uncertainty, that complexity and the ambiguity that we constantly live with these days. And so they say that these micro stresses are often invisible to us. And actually, sometimes they seem positive and really easy to justify, like, you know, appearingly harmful decisions in the time. And to me, that's, you know, of course, I'll help a friend who asks me. And then suddenly I'm impacted in a way that I didn't see coming because of some other factors that have popped up or a ripple effect it has on some other things in my life. And to me, that's why it's so insidious. And as the authors say, it can create ripple effects and consequences and can be really hard to spot individually. But cumulatively, micro stress hits us really hard. And they say it involves emotional baggage. For example, that, you know, I may now feel guilt or a sense of failure if I've said no to helping that friend or that neighbour. And to me, this is also about dealing with general politics at work. You know, the, the petty jealousies, the favouritism, all these little tiny imperceptible knocks rather than a big, horrible boss particularly. And we're likely, apparently, according to these researchers, to be facing dozens of these micro stresses a day and we've probably just become aware that this is the hectic way we're living and that it's really nothing out of the norm. It's what we're all dealing with. And hence the phrases, you know, I'll just try and survive the week and that we've fallen into this reactive pattern and just accepting that this is the way we live now. And these researchers say that, unfortunately, though, every week is becoming like this every month and, and now we're living in this reactive way. So these researchers really talk about the biology of microstress as well. And they say because it's so insidious and because it's part of our lives and it's in much more intensity and volume and, and it's becoming the norm, then our bodies actually don't know how to deal with it. And even though our brains are designed to deal with the standard fight or flight response to major stress, these micro stresses we're not actually trained to deal with and our brain certainly isn't trained to deal with. 
So while we register the conventional forms of stress and we use that conventional and our brain knows how to deal with these microstresses kind of fly under the radar of our brains. So our brains aren't really that aware of them, but they're actually being impacted in the same way that major stress impacts the brain, but it's not actually helping to deal with the micro stress in the way it does a macro stress. So to me, it's like the idea of death by a thousand cuts or, you know, water torture by drop by drop, that this is the impact micro stress is having on us. But they apparently, according to the research, they increase our blood pressure or our heart rate. They trigger hormonal or metabolic changes just the same way that macro stress does. So apparently our brains aren't triggering the same kind of protection that a macro stress does trigger. So we're tending to quickly dismiss these micro stresses and think that the macro forms are much more important and that we can just manage these little stresses in the moment. But the problem is the brain isn't managing them. And because our normal stress response isn't firing up, the micro stresses accrue and accumulate and snowball. And these researchers say that the sources and effects of these micro stresses we're hardly aware of. And that's a major part of the problem. These authors talk about the sources and effects of micro stress that we're hardly aware of. And one of them is the micro stresses that drain our capacity to get things done. And they're things like the uncertainty about whether someone's going to be reliable, say at work or in your personal life, when people are unpredictable, and particularly if they're in a position of authority in our workplace or in our personal lives. Another source apparently is those stressors that deplete our emotional reserves. For instance, when we have disruptions to what they call the internal well of peace and resilience that we have inside ourselves, and, and that's chipped away at by confrontations, by not being able to trust people in our network, by people spreading stress either at work or in our personal lives. And they say that another source is the challenges to our identity. And that may be where you're at work and you're feeling like you're being pushed away from your value system, that you're being asked to do things at work that really compromise your sense of values and therefore your identity. And for me, an example of these micro stresses is about my podcast production, which is a pretty complex chain. And it includes me and my PA and my editor and my guests and often their PAs as well. It includes a schedule of preparation, of research, recording, editing, publishing, socials. And if any of these things change, there's a ripple effect of stress to all these people and all these processes. It only takes one micro stress, one change, and suddenly we're in micro stress. So consider the ripple effects when we have these things change in our workplace or home lives, when, when you have something go wrong or unexpected and how it does ripple into the rest of your day and, and even your week and life. So what are some of the solutions? What can we do about these micro stresses constantly in our daily lives? Well, these authors say that Conventional advice about stress, which is like, you know, meditate and um, do mindfulness or be grateful, they're really good to refresh the mind, but they're not about how we're going to deal with micro stress because these authors say it's better if we minimize micro stress. And to me, this is about resilience, and, and resilience is partly about 
saying no and pushing back and and really being the ones to manage our environment as well as ourselves, not just ourselves, but the environment as well. And so rather than just keep on coping and allowing things to happen to us, so they suggest to push back on micro-stress in a concrete, practical way. And to me, that's about psychological safety, particularly in the workplace, where if you have trust in your workplace, you feel safe to question what's going on and to put your hand up and to make changes. And this may be small, but they're effective ways, these authors say, to, to counter micro-stress and that these will have a major impact on our lives, even though they're small things that we're doing. The authors say to be attuned to the micro-stress that we're causing or causing to others or causing to ourselves even. And I am aware of that. If I'm stressed and I send a stressful email to my PA, she's going to be stressed and she's going to fluster and then it's going to come back on me. So, And, in fact, she doesn't fluster, but there's a risk she will. So uh, if I have a creative brainwave on a Sunday, I'm checking out with her as to whether it's okay to send an email on a Sunday. I mean, what's our process so that I can minimise stress for her and then as a consequence back into my system. The authors also say rise above these stressors and that they found the happiest people in their research were able to put these micro stresses into perspective and to me, that's pick your battles. You know, some things really matter to us. Some things we can just let slide. And it's important to be able to do that or to not even pick them up. You know, a request may come in and I may not even open the email. In fact, I don't open most of my emails. And that's because I receive far too many from people who I don't know. So what these authors say, which is really fabulous, is dealing with micro-stress doesn't require us to overhaul our lives. And their insights from their research show that a lot of the solution is about the fact that what neuroscience finds is that one of the worst things for our nervous system is people and one of the best things for our nervous system is people. So it's managing our interactions with people and having interactions with people. In fact, the researchers showed and found that it was the people who made conscious efforts to shape their lives, to have more diverse connections with people socially, physically in their lives, as well as connected in a technical way, were the ones that managed their micro-stress the best. And to me, that's about authentic connection um, and a variety of connections. For instance, I go sailing with some of my friends. I have a giggle with my very oldest school friends, childhood friends. And then I'll have lovely, intellectually stimulating chats with my professional peers. And research shows that this diversity actually can soothe the effect of our micro-stress. They also found that Engaging other people trains our brain and it's like training a coordinated group of muscles. So the brain develops better responses at managing its reactions and our emotions. The research shows that our connections with humans also serves as great distraction because we can't really think about our own problems at the time and we're not ruminating. So remember, we live in a time of increasing microstress. None of us is immune to this. And the best health, happiness and productivity is going to come for us if we stay conscious of our self-management, our pushing back on the environment, not only with major stress, but micro stress.
If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening right now. Plus, don't forget you can access all of the resources mentioned in today's podcast via the show notes. Is there a pressing issue or topic you'd like me to discuss? Head to my Instagram at dramandaferguson and send me a DM. I love hearing from my listeners. If anything discussed in this podcast has caused you concern or distress, contact your general practitioner or health provider. To locate a psychologist in your area, call the Australian Psychological Society and locate Find a Psychologist Service on 1800 333 497 or visit www.findapsychologist.org.au. If you or someone you know is in crisis, Lifeline is available 24-7 on 13 11 14 and Kids Helpline, again 24-7 on 1800 1800 and both are free of charge. To find out more about me, please visit my website, dramandaferguson.com.au. You can find the link in my show notes. The opinions expressed by guests in these podcasts aren't necessarily shared by me.